Good evening and welcome in the name of Jesus. Should we try that again? How about come Lord Jesus come? Yeah? That's what Advent's all about, right? As we come and we have a kind of a dual come Lord Jesus come. We're expecting the baby Christ to come and we celebrate that, but of course he's already come. So we also are looking forward to him coming back, right? Because when he comes back, guess what? It's all over. And we have a big party in heaven at that point. So we have both to celebrate. Our theme verse today is from Exodus chapter 15, verse 6. It says, Your right hand, O Lord, glorious in power. Your right hand, O Lord, shatters the enemy. You got gospel, you got some law in there. So we'll tackle that throughout our worship service uh, tonight. Uh, bless you. It's uh, interactive. And by now you know that during our service, we have some hand movements and a few other things. So it's uh, kind of nice. It seems a little different, isn't it? So let's begin with our opening hymn, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. It's hymn number 357, if you want to follow along in the hymnal.
Please rise. Jesus Christ is the light of the world. Let us confess our sins to God our Father. Father in heaven. Father has forgiven you completely. He has triumphed gloriously over sin, death, the devil, and hell by his son, Jesus Christ. He is our light and our salvation. Let us pray together. Repeat after me. Father in heaven, you have won the victory. We are free. We are redeemed. Thank you, God, for sending Jesus to win. Amen. Jesus came down. Jesus lived on earth. Jesus suffered and died. Jesus rose victorious. Let us sing, Hark the Glad Sound. Please be seated. The Old Testament reading this evening is from Exodus chapter 15, verses 1 through 18. 
Then Moses and the people of Israel sang this song to the Lord, saying, I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider he has thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. This is my God, and I will praise him. My Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his host he cast into the sea. And his chosen, and his chosen officers were sunk in the Red Sea. The floods covered them. They went down into the depths like a stone. Your right hand, O Lord, glorious in power. Your right hand, O Lord, shatters the enemy. In the greatness of your majesty, you overthrow your adversaries. You send out your fury. It consumes them like stubble. At the blast of your nostrils, the waters piled up. The floods stood up in a heap. The deeps congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy said, I will pursue, I will overtake, I will divide the spoil. My desire shall have its fill of them. I will draw my sword, my hand shall destroy them. You blew with your wind, the sea covered them. They sank like lead in the mighty waters. Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in glorious deeds, doing wonders? You stretched out your right hand, the earth swallowed them. You have led in your steadfast love the people whom you have redeemed. You have guided them by your strength to your holy abode. The peoples have heard, they tremble. Pangs have seized the inhabitants of Philistia. Now are the chiefs of Edom dismayed. Trembling seizes the leaders of Moab. All the inhabitants of Canaan have melted away. Terror and dread fall upon them because of the greatness of your arm. They are still as a stone. Till your people, O Lord, pass by, till the people pass by whom you have purchased. You will bring them in and plant them on your own mountain. The place, O Lord, which you have made for your abode. The sanctuary, O Lord, which your hands have established. The Lord will reign forever and ever. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle reading is from Galatians chapter 4. In the same way we also, when we were children, were enslaved to the elementary principles of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son, and if a son, then an heir through God. This is the word of the Lord. Please rise for the reading of the gospel. Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the third chapter. As the people were in expectation, and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Christ, John answered them all, saying, I baptize you with water. But he who is mightier than I is coming, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His wintering fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. This is the gospel of the Lord. Please be seated as we sing Everlasting God. 
feel like soaring on eagle's wings again? That was a few weeks ago, wasn't it? We did that. So today we're going to look at uh, the Old Testament lesson, Exodus, uh, specifically Exodus 15, verse 6. Uh, I read earlier, your right hand, O Lord, is glorious in power. Your right hand, O Lord, shatters the enemy. Y'all remember when uh, this song, as it's called, um, when it was sung? All right, how many of you were in church on Sunday? This was the same text. The same text I preached on. I gave you a long history of the song. Thank you. There we go. Okay. So after they crossed the Red Sea and the waters closed on Pharaoh's men, they sang this song. Um, All right. So you did not pass the first test. (sighs) Okay. How about this one? Anybody here uh, ever feel weak or helpless? Yeah. Uh, maybe even inadequate, right? Sometimes, right? Maybe there's, there's times that, you know, you're, you're very sick or maybe you have a major injury. And, you know, I can remember many times when, when I have not felt adequate as a parent, let alone a pastor, or even just as a child of God. Uh, and maybe some of you have found the, the same way, too, um, in, in your vocations in life, um, it's just, I think it's natural that we feel that way many, many, many times. Um, and, and maybe it's even necessary for us to feel that way, to feel helpless or inadequate. Um, because if we do, we realize that uh, we need something. We need something that is bigger and better than us. Or at least me, bigger and, and better than me. And, and Exodus 15 points us right to God as that being. Um, and if you remember, if you were here Sunday, or you, you watched this Sunday, we talked about this, this it, was, it was titled The Song of Moses. It's a song of praise that was sung after the Lord got his people out of Egypt and across that Red Sea. And Moses had been fighting with Pharaoh for a long, long, long time. And uh, how many plagues were there? I'm helping you. Ten. Okay. This is, a, this is an open test tonight. Did I, did I forget to tell you that? So um, um, we'll just keep it going. So the song of praise that Moses sang after, you know, having this long battle with Pharaoh, getting the people through the Red Sea or God separating the Red Sea for them. And, and M- Moses knew that it wasn't him. Moses knew that, that God had wanted all this to happen, and God is the one who took care of them. And so, for a moment, and maybe I ask you all to do this Sunday too, imagine that you're part of this humongous, gigantic crowd of Israelites. And on one side, they're, they're looking at this gigantic Red Sea, and behind them comes this marching army of pharaohs. How do you think you would feel? right? Like, oh my God, what's going to happen to us? And some of people, and maybe some of us might simply have said, where is God in all of this? Where has God led me? I'm going to die. You know, what's going to happen to my family? And, and it had to be, I think, it, it, at least if I was there, it would have been a terrifying, 
terrifying scene for sure. And, and then God, to ease the frustration of his people and, and their frightness, puts a cloud around them. And, and they, they can't see what's happening. They can't see the Egyptians. And, and, but the Israelites were still in a state of panic because they knew they were still there, even though they couldn't see them. And it's at that point God tells Moses to reach out and with his staff toward the Red Sea. And see, and as soon as he does it, Moses doesn't flinch. Moses actually does it as soon as God tells him to do it. And the Red Sea parts. And there's dry ground. And you all know the story. They walk across. A million, two million people. We don't know for sure how many it was, but it was a lot of people. Walk across this dry land with walls of water on both sides of them. And I always thought about that too. How would you feel walking on dry land with this gigantic water on both sides of you? you know, they had to trust God. You know, it, because if you're human, and they were, and you see this water here, and you see water here, and it's way above you, and you know at any moment, snap of a finger, and you're covered in water. No escape to it. But I think what the Israelites realized is that God's power is limitless. And, and what he does for us, as he did for them, is he takes our sin, even those very worst things that you and I have ever said or ever done, and completely removes them from your life. And so picture it as you're walking through with the Israelites, God has t- separated the waters and he's taken away all of your sins and you're holy. And that's what he does for you and me. The water is not going to crash over us because at that moment of God giving us forgiveness is we are free. We are precious. We are holy. Completely, 100% forgiven. The Israelites went from people of desperation, people of fear, to people of confidence and people of faith. All that in one day. Basically, a moment of time for them. And they realized how powerful their God was. I remember when I was a kid, and uh, maybe some of you did the same thing. How many of you played games with your friends? You know, like, and so we used to always play basketball and football. That was the two games that we played the most as kids because we could feel a basketball team, and we'd play football with only five people, four people. didn't really matter. And, and if I was a captain, guess who I always picked first? Right? The best player available. Because if I wanted to win, I needed the most talented, most athletic person because I was kind of a clumsy little kid kid, to win. Or if it was an, uh, an academic team, I went for the, and I, I got to pick first, it was the brightest, smartest person to be on my team so that I would have the best team. And, and that's why I think if we can... We can no, it's good to know that God and me, God and you, are on the same side. 
If God is for us, who can be against us? You've all probably heard that phrase. Who can beat us? Right? So let me ask you all a question. It, well, f- two questions. First, so do you believe that? If God is for you, who can beat you? Right? There isn't a soul that can beat you, right? There isn't a spirit that can beat you. Right? So the other question is, why do we act like we lose? Why do we act like, oh my God, we're in trouble? Because if we, if we, if we truly trust God, we would be brave all the time. But you and I are human beings, right? All right, I'm going to make sure. <laughs> We're all human beings here, right? And, and we, we have this thing where fear is a big part of our life. And, and it's, not, it's, it's truly not that we really don't trust God, but our fears sometimes overshadow God. We allow that to happen. Because you and I are poor, miserable human beings who are sinners. Right? Right? Okay. You can make sure there. And, and, but the good news is, is we get past that. We fall back, but we get past it. Or somebody reminds us that, hey, you've got God. He's got you. Satan can't do anything to you because God's got a hold of you. Think back to the Israelites. Think back to the Red Sea. What happened? God took control. God loves his people. And you and I are his people today. And every day of our lives, I think God parts the Red Sea for us. And he says, hey, walk this path. I got you. Decide is the wall. Decide is the wall. Just keep walking straight. Come toward me. Let me bring you to your final resting place in my time, not your time. You go about the business that I've called you to do. I have baptized you. I have blessed you. I have called you by name. And now, go out there and do your job. I got the walls up. You're protected. What's the hardest thing for you to do? Anybody want to take a chance and be brave enough to say what's the hardest thing for you to do? Step forward. I like that. The hardest thing for most of us, I think, is to step forward as Jesus would have us step forward. Is to step forward and to actually say the words Jesus. We have no problem saying it in our prayers. We have no problem saying it to ourselves. We walk out of these doors. How often do you say Jesus in a day? Can you, can you count 10 times? Not even? 
our times? Don't be afraid. Live the life that God has called each of us to live. Love our neighbors. Love God. Remember, Jesus made it easy. He took, he took well, let's get first. Go back to the Old Testament, read Leviticus, and you're going to find 350-some-odd laws. Right? God reduces that to 10, in a sense, handing those to Moses, who breaks it, so God gives him a second pair. And then Jesus says, we can't even keep 10. Let me give you just two. And Jesus shrieks it down to love God with all your heart and love your fellow man, right? And we love them. We love our neighbor by sharing Jesus. And you don't have to say Jesus. You just have to live Jesus. Because there will eventually, I believe, if you love your neighbor, no matter who or what they are, We've got a neighbor, Jane and I, and his dog does things to our lawn that drives me bananas. And it's a big dog, so you can imagine, right? But we love him because that is what God would have us do. And we clean it up because he doesn't come over and clean it up. I believe one day, He is going to ask either Jane or me, why do you not say anything? Why do you act the way to me that you do? And then I can say, because I love you, but more importantly, Jesus loves you and loves me. I believe Advent, the Advent season, is to get us there. Most certainly is to remind us of the baby Jesus which we get to celebrate in just a few days in a big way. And, of course, it is also like, say, come on, Jesus, come back now. But if you got somebody you love dearly, then you need to be Jesus to them. Because if you say, Jesus, come now, and Jesus comes, and you have a loved one who, who doesn't know Jesus, we have some issues, don't we? And, and uh, so... Rejoice in the peace that you have knowing Jesus and take that that joy, pass it on to your family and your neighbors so they too can cross that Red Sea. Amen. All right. You're you're a wonderful, wonderful uh, project to take home. It's all on the back table. table. Make sure you grab one for yourselves. It's crossing the Red Sea. I can't believe I actually made it work. So you got a piece of brown paper. That's going to be the ground you're going to walk on. You're going to have some blue paper. You got to cut it and curl it, and then that's the waves getting parted. And you got actually little Moseses, but they can be anybody, and they're crossing the Red Sea. And, uh, and then pass it on and tell the story. All these projects you've been doing, pass them on and tell the story. Okay? All right, three questions. Anybody answer the questions from last week? Hopefully you did. Between yourselves, husbands, wives, friends, neighbors, all. Here's your questions for this week to take home with you. They're all also on the back table. or No, they're in your bulletin. They're in your bulletin with you. So describe a time you yelled and screamed with excitement, like, like at a ball game or at a concert.
right? We've all yelled with excitement one time, right? So this is what you've got to share with somebody in your house, share with somebody here, share with somebody anywhere else. Um, and then a much more serious question, number two, how has the Lord delivered you from evil? Right? Sit down and think about that one. And, and, and I'm going to suggest you say it out loud, whether there's somebody with you in the room with you, of, of, of how the Lord has delivered you from evil. And then the final question for this week and for our, our, our Advent services is, what about Jesus gives you strength? What about Jesus gives you strength? Okay. Let's all, all uh, rise and, and pray together. And remember, uh, there are some... Uh, Hand movements in this one, just follow along, okay? Thank you for giving me everything I need. And making me able to give back to you. Amen. Let's sing all hail the power of Jesus' name.
Let us pray. O little Lord Jesus, we honor you for all the power that rests in your tiny hands and kicking feet. Remind us always that you reign supreme in heaven and on earth, even as you humbled yourself to dwell with us as a lowly human being. Help us to cling to your might through hard times and grasp the strength that you supply when we are weak. By your power, bring us at last to your throne above to dwell with you forevermore. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. We sing angels from the realms of glory. Amen. Please be seated. Any announcements tonight? Yeah, Laura. Yes. Um, goodbye to the boys and the girls. They are, and they're here. They're here today. And the boys. 
That's right. Did we get all packed today? Mostly. Mostly? Okay. You need more help tomorrow? Uh, we'll be done. Okay. All right. Yeah. And you're going on vacation first, though, right, before you head back, right? Little, little vacation? Yeah. Oh, which would be great. And I think all you know, Dave, David, um, has been called to be the DCE and Director of, of Youth at Emmanuel Lutheran in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And he started there a month and a half ago, roughly. Is that right? Yeah. So uh, we're excited for him, too. And, and keep him in your prayers as, as he moves into that new ministry there as uh, church and school, right? Because it has a school also. So that's exciting, too. So today's the 21st, Saturday at 7 o'clock is our Christmas Eve candlelight worship service. Um, Please come and celebrate, and you're all, we've got a candle as you walk in, and we close the service as we have done maybe for 80 plus years, right? It was silent night, holy night, and with our candles. And then uh, uh, Sunday, it's Christmas morning, so come at 10 o'clock on Christmas morning. Uh, apologize for the confusion. We had 10 o'clock and 9 o'clock out there at the same time, but it is 10 o'clock, uh, so um, join us at 10 o'clock for communion uh, on uh, Christmas morning. Um, I believe you'll be uplifted at both services, so come to both and celebrate uh, the birth of the Lord Jesus. Jesus. Um, if there's no announcements, don't forget, grab your things at home and make those things and pass them on. Let's go in peace and serve the Lord.